Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us as we take a look at the book. I enjoy studying God's prophetic word, and I'm sure you do as well, because that's why you've joined us today as we look at Esau and the Palestinians. Now, that's the title of a five-hour audio series that I have on CD, available to you, by the way. In a moment, I'll tell you how you can get your copy. But we're going to study from that series, from Malachi to Matthew. There was 400 years of silence between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, from Malachi to Matthew. It's a very important study. You need to understand what went on during that time and how from Malachi to Matthew, the Bible is bridged by the final prophecy in the Old Testament. Well, we're going to get to that in just a moment. I want to remind you that you can get your copy of Esau and the Palestinians, and I'll tell you all about that after we have our study. But right now, let's study from Malachi to Matthew. That's the second prophecy that had to be fulfilled. That's the second prophecy. Now let's look at two potentates. Go to Matthew Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2 is crammed full of information that we need to know in our study about Jacob I love, Esau I hate. What happened? Three, let, let, me, let, me, let me give you a little bit of history. Those two prophecies we talked about, but let me give you a little bit of history what happens. About 300 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, there is a high priest operating the temple. Remember, the temple was rebuilt 515 B.C. So the temple is in operations. Zerubbabel comes back, he rebuilds the temple. Almost 200 years later now, there's a high priest operating in the temple. He falls in love with a Samaritan woman. And this is, a Samaritan is a half-breed. She's half-Gentile, half-Jew. Uh, Jesus, the only reason he went, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. He didn't want to go through there. No Jews went through Samaria. In fact, today no Jews go through Samaria. That's the center part of the state where it's terribly dangerous to go through. They killed four people, four Jews in Samaria two days ago. Just shot them. Driving down the street, a Jewish woman, 42 years of age, a school teacher, just shot her dead right there in Samaria. So they don't go through Samaria today. But this, uh, this high priest at the temple fell in love with a Samaritan. And boy, his emotional relationship with her was just really drawing him. He knew that he had a responsibility religiously to operate the temple. He couldn't marry a Samaritan. There were special qualifications for the high priest. Well, her father, the Samaritan father, heard about this. He said, I'll tell you what. You marry my daughter, and I will build you a temple in Samaria better than, Her better than Zerubbabel's temple better than Zerubbabel's temple. I'll make it just like it, but it'll be better. He said, okay. <laughs> so he resigned from the priesthood, went to Samaria, married this young lady, and her father built the temple. Do you ever wonder why John chapter 4, when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, she said, you know, you, you tell us we're supposed to go to Jerusalem and worship. Our fathers tell us we worship here. Folks, if I could take you to Israel today, I could take you to that temple, the remains of it. We have more remains of that temple than Herod's temple. It was destroyed. There's not a stone upon a stone. How do you think we understand about the temple? It's that temple, that replica of Zerubbabel's temple in Samaria. 
And that's why John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman said, we've been worshiping here. And so that was in place. And along comes Pompey, and he captures Judah for the Roman Empire, 63 B.C. He looks around, he says, Antipater, an Idumean, a descendant of Esau, he said, I'm going to make you the procreator. You're going to be the head man for the Roman Empire here in Judea. Oh, you've got a son. What's his name? Herod. How old is he? Fifteen. You're going to do what? You're going to make him the governor of the Galilee. 47 B.C., that's when that happened. Well, one of the emperors gets killed. Everything goes crazy in Judea. Herod runs to Rome seven years after he became the governor of the Galilee, 40 B.C. He's 22 years old, and the Roman emperor makes him the king of the Jews. Isn't that an interesting phrase? By the way, we just found at Masada the remains of a box that brought the wine in from Italy addressed to Herod the king of the Jews. So now, it's been authenticated. Herod, the king of the Jews, he comes to power as the king of the Jews 34 years before Christ is born in 4 B.C. Christ is born, chapter 2, book of Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, or Herod the great, or Herod the king of the Jews, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Every, I love this story because so many people destroy it. They talk about three wise men because there were three gifts given. There weren't three wise men that came into town. I want you to know Herod got uptight about this, and the whole city of Jerusalem was concerned. If you don't believe that, look what it says. The wise men came, look at verse 2, saying, Where is... He that is born the king of the Jews. Now that's what got Herod upset. For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. There may have been 300 wise men who came in. You know where they came from? Babylon. You know how they knew to come now? They read the book of Daniel, chapter 9. Verses 25 and 26, which tell you Messiah will be here at this time in history. They didn't come following a star. They saw a star. Read the verses. They saw a star in the east. It didn't say they followed a star. They saw a star in the east. And after they got finished talking to Herod, they came outside and they saw the star again over Bethlehem. They didn't follow a star. They were coming because this was where Christ was to be born is what Daniel the prophet had written down. They didn't know exactly where. That's the question they asked. Where is this king of the Jews is to be born? We're here looking for him. Now this tightens Herod up. <laughs> I'm the king of the Jews. What do you mean? Where is this king of the Jews? This is one of the potentates. This is the one from Esau. Herod the Great, by the way, was the son of Antipater, 
who was an Idumean, making Herod the great an Idumean, making him an Edomite, making him a descendant of Esau. What does he do? Verse 3, uh, verse 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he went to the temple. He got the big wheels of the temple. He demanded of them where Christ, or Messiah, should be born. And they asked, and they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this it is written by the prophet. 700 years before, Micah the prophet, Micah 5, 2, had said Messiah would not be born in Jerusalem, wouldn't be born in Tiberias, wouldn't be born in any other city, Jericho or anything. It had to be born in Bethlehem, a little village. He says, where is this king? And they say, in Judea. Micah the prophet told us 700 years ago. I love what it says here. I'll not read it all. He says, hey, listen, guys, you go on over here to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is less than three miles from where he was asking them the question. You go over to Bethlehem, you find this king of the Jews, this Messiah, and when you find him, come tell me. I want to go worship him also. <laughs> Yes, uh, like the cat says, the little mouse, come on in, uh, I'd like to meet with you a minute. And so he's going to wait for him to come back and tell him. And Jack preached a message, Jack Wirtz and our beloved founder, he preached a message. He said, uh, when the wise men came to Jesus Christ, they departed another way than they'd come in. That's what it says right here. They bring their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh in verse 11, verse 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return into Herod, they departed into their own country another way. You come to Jesus, you got to depart another way. Beautiful Christmas story here. But all of this is leading to now what Herod, a descendant of Esau, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Here's the reason. Look what happened. Verse 13, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream and said, You get out of here too. You're going to be in trouble. Go to Egypt. And that was done so that that prophecy may be fulfilled. Messiah would come out of Egypt. Look at verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof. Every place there was a child under two years of age around Bethlehem in the coast thereof, that would have been Jerusalem and all of that territory, he killed every baby. Herod the Great was not called Herod the Great because he was a great family man. He killed three of his own wives, three of his own sons, he was called Herod the Great because he was a great builder. He built the temple, or refurbished. He didn't build it. He refurbished the temple to make it the most beautiful building in all the world. The rabbis, if you never saw Herod's temple, you never saw a beautiful building. He built Caesarea. He built Herodian, which is taking off the top of a mountain, digging down into the mountain, making an unbelievable palace there. He built Masada. He, he built Maracas, which is across into Jordan today, where John the Baptist was beheaded. Uh, by his grandson, by the way. These Herods were tough. Herod the Great, of course, killed all the little babies. His, uh, his son killed John the Baptist. His grandson, I made a mistake, his, it was his son. His grandson killed James, the brother of John, Acts chapter 12. And his great-grandson is the one that persecuted Paul in Acts chapter 25 and 26. The Herod boys were tough. Tough, man, that was a tough family. 
That's not all. This was done that the prophecy in Jeremiah that Rachel would weep. Why did that prophecy, why was that prophecy made? Rachel, Rachel's tomb in Bethlehem. Rachel died in childbirth delivering Benjamin. Who was her firstborn? Joseph. And what happened? They divided Joseph's birthright into two, Manasseh and Ephraim. Who was Ephraim? He was the tribe from which Jeroboam came from, who was the leader of the ten tribes in the north known as Israel, and Benjamin in the south with Judah. And so Rachel now had a relationship through Jacob to the entire twelve tribes of Israel, and the prophecy of Jeremiah, they would weep over the death of these. And that prophecy was fulfilled by Herod, one of the potentates. I'm so glad that you could spend a few moments with us studying the Word of God. Would you like to have your own copy of this five-hour audio series entitled Esau and the Palestinians? It's on CD, so you can use it at home or in the car as you travel. Again, the title, Esau and the Palestinians. If you'd like to make your order, we have a toll-free number that you can call and tell the people that answer, hey, you want to order Esau and the Palestinians. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America, so feel free to use that phone number. Again, 877-674-3298. Or remember, you can go to our website and order from our shopping mall. The address of our website, Prophecy Today. Dot com. Thanks again for joining us for this Bible study together from the prophetic passages of God's Word, which continue to help us understand the times in which we're living. And those times seem to indicate to us from God's Word and current events unfolding that will be setting the stage for these prophecies that we've been studying together, that we're quickly approaching the time when Christ will come back. The rapture, the next main event in God's calendar of activities when he calls us up in the heavenlies to be with him forevermore. And that event could happen in the next moment. And the truth is, after saying that, what else is there for me to say except let's keep looking up until...